Thank you for tuning in to the Asking God Why podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast approaches the Bible with the question, Why? Let's look at the Bible to answer life's questions. Here is your host, Jameson Stewart. Hello and welcome back to Asking God Why. In this season, season one, we're going through the book of Matthew asking the question, Why is Jesus the Christ? In today's episode, we're specifically focusing on Matthew chapter 21 and 22, asking the question that kind of helps us answer our main question, Why should we study Jesus's authority? Why should we study the authority of Jesus Christ? Diving right into Matthew chapter 21, why should we study Jesus's authority? Because his triumph testifies to his authority. Because his triumph testifies to his authority. In Matthew 21, verse 1 through 17, we have the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. He comes riding in on the colt of a donkey. And maybe if you're familiar with the story, you know he rides in on the colt. The crowd lays their clothes on the ground. Uh, Some even cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowd cries out, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And, And the whole city was moved saying, who is this? And so the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Jesus then Jesus then goes into the temple, and he cleanses the temple. He drives out uh, those who brought and sold in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money changers. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind, the lame, come to him in the temple, and he heals them. And the chief priests, the scribes, they saw the wonderful things that he did. They heard the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David. The text says they were indignant, or they were angry. They told Jesus, they said, do you hear what these are saying? Jesus said, have you never read out of the mouth, the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise? So he left and he went out of the city to Bethany and he lodged there. His triumph testifies to his authority. This scene we have is the scene of Jesus riding into the city like a a victorious conqueror would come into the city and and be cheered and welcomed. His triumph, this, this scene, testifies to the authority that he has. Him cleansing the temple testifies to the authority that he has. Because his victory, his triumph, testifies to his authority. That's one reason we should study his authority. Because look at who he was and what he did. Building on that, verse 18 through 22, another reason we should study his authority, another reason we should pay attention to his authority, is because his power demonstrates his authority. In verse 18 through 22, he curses a fig tree and it withers away. It should have had fruit on it. It was basically... The time for fruit, the leaves were all on it. It should have been fruitful, but he comes and there's no fruit on this fig tree. Curses it and it withers away. And the disciples ask him about it. And he says, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. 
His triumph testifies to his authority, but also we need to pay attention to the authority of Jesus because his power demonstrates his authority. In verse 23 through 27 of this same chapter, another reason we need to study Jesus' authority and we need to pay attention to his authority is because his authority will be questioned. After Jesus has entered Jerusalem in this way and he's, he's cleansed the temple, he comes back and the chief priests and the elders this time, they confront him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? They're challenging him. But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where was it from? Was it from heaven or was it from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. They questioned his authority. They challenged his authority. They failed in their attempts to try and undermine his authority. But we need to pay attention to the authority of Jesus. We need to study his authority because there will be some that question and that challenge his authority. Happens today. It happened in the day of Christ as he was actually literally walking on this earth. Why should we study his authority? Because Jesus then goes on after they question his authority because it is the will of God that we submit to his authority. The same crowd, the same group had come questioning him and challenging him. He said, what do you think? A man had two sons and he came to the first and said, son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? And they said to him, the first. Jesus said to them, assuredly, I say to you, that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him, and when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. Jesus emphasizes to them, these that you look down upon, and the ones who have made some of them perhaps some terrible choices in their life, made terrible mistakes, they've perhaps sinned terribly, they have actually turned back to God. They submitted themselves to God's authority. The chief priests and the scribes, the Pharisees, they were not submitting themselves to God's authority. Jesus is showing, why should we study his authority? Because it is the will of God that we submit ourselves to his authority. There's also, that's what God wants. And there is a consequence. There are consequences to not submitting ourselves to God's authority. The rest of chapter 21, verse 33 through 46, Jesus tells a parable of the wicked vine dressers, which emphasize that all opposition to his authority will be crushed. There was a landowner, Jesus said, who planted a vineyard. Uh, he set a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, built a tower. 
and he leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country. He he had his vineyard and he let he he let others take care of it for him. And when vintage time grew drew near, he sent his servants to the vine dressers that they might receive its fruit. And the vine dressers took his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. He sent other servants more than the first, and they did likewise to them. Then last of all, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. And then Jesus asked a question to his audience. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine dressers? Will he be forced to give his property over to the vine dressers? And they said to him, He will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to other vine dressers who will render to him the fruits in their seasons. And then Jesus applies the parable. He said, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it was marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. And when the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking of them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitudes because they took him for a prophet. Why should we study Jesus' authority? Well, because as we've noticed, God wants us, it's God's will that we submit to his authority. And if we, if we refuse to submit ourselves to the authority of God, to the authority of Jesus Christ, all opposition to his authority will be crushed. There, is, there are very real consequences to refusing to submit ourselves to the authority of Jesus Christ. As we continue on in chapter 22, why should we study Jesus' authority? Chapter 22, verse 1 through 14, another parable, the parable of the wedding feast, it, it once again emphasizes that the proper response to Jesus' authority is necessary. A, a king calls others to come to his feast, uh, sends out his servant, says, Look, I've prepared a feast. Come, all things are ready. This wedding feast. But they made light of it. They went their way, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. And then he sends out his servants, look, go out to the highways. You know, okay, these people didn't want to come. Go out and find others and invite them in. Really being emphasized here is the proper response to Jesus' authority is necessary. Now, in the rest of chapter 22, for the most part, we see three tests of Jesus' authority, three tests of the Lord's authority. The Pharisees come in chapter 22, verse 15 through 22, and we have Jesus' authority versus human governments. And they come and ask him, they say, tell us, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? They're sort of pitting Jesus' authority against, at that time, the Roman government against Caesar. Jesus knew they were testing him, and he said, show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius, a day's pay. That was the tax money. 
And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. They tried to trip him up with his authority versus human governments. The next group, the Sadducees, come, and then they put Jesus' authority against the spiritual realm. Let's see, Jesus, if you know what happens after the resurrection or in the resurrection. They ask about these, this woman who she married a man and they had no children and, and her husband died and each of the brothers, the man's brothers, married her and they all died. And then the woman dies. They said in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven brothers will she be? For she was married to all of them. And Jesus answers and tells them, you are mistaken or you are deceived, or you do greatly err. You are in great error, not knowing the Scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the multitudes heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. His authority once again passed the test. Jesus understood and knew what was going on in the spiritual realm. And then finally, this one Pharisee speaks up. And then we have this Jesus' authority versus the Scriptures, verse 34 to 40. And he tests him, says, Teacher, what's the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus' authority was present, and he understood the Scriptures. He knew the answer to that. So there were these tests of Jesus' authority, his authority versus human governments, his authority versus the spiritual realm, his authority versus the Scriptures. At the end of chapter 22, We see that Jesus' authority passes every test, and it says no one was able to answer him a word, and from that day on, they didn't question him or come testing him anymore. Why should we study Jesus' authority? Because Jesus' authority passes every test. His triumph shows his authority. His power shows his authority. It's God's will that we submit to his authority and not question his authority. Because all those who stand opposed to the authority of Jesus Christ will ultimately be crushed. So we should properly respond to Jesus' authority and submit ourselves to him. I thank you so much for studying along with me today in this episode of Asking God Why. Uh, I hope you'll check out some of the other podcasts on the Scattered Abroad Network as well. Until next time. Uh, May God bless you in your studies and in your life. And as always, stay curious. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. 
We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.